I just got to be How's, the most uh, like the baby situation. It's good. I just got to be a very, very dadded out. It made me very excited. I got to put my three-year-old nephew to bed and sing to him, and he handled my Bob Dylan songs very well. Um, <laughs> it went very well. Yeah, and the baby was just born, and he looks good. He was born in a tuxedo. Oh, awesome. I didn't realize that oh, wow. babies were born in tuxedos. Or not all of them, I guess. Fingers He's just very fancy. I mean, is He's that as them? important as the tuxedo? No, no. But, I mean, no fingers and toes would mean that uh, he had flippers or something more aerodynamic and is probably better than us. I guess I haven't heard about his digits yet. So he mm-hmm. may, I would assume no news is good news, but he also might be probably. way ahead of us in terms of evolution. Probably real boring if you haven't heard about his fingers and toes then. I don't think he's a boring. (laughs) 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 Rowan was like, well, this isn't wheels on the bus. This is tangled up in blue. What does that even mean? (laughs) Um, She was working in a topless place. (laughs) I I assumed he didn't understand the lyrics. (laughs) Also, I was like, why are you putting me on the spot, three-year-old? Like, there's a lot of lyrics in this song. I can't remember all of these lyrics. It's this interrupting thing that we do. This is our bit. That's what it is, isn't it? Welcome to a Comics Place Presents the Perfectly Acceptable Podcast, episode 304, 305. I don't know. It's not a full, real episode. 300.5. Yeah, we just did a 300.x for a different, for the Jeremy Massey interview, though. So, like, you know, we'll figure out what it is. But hey, everybody, it's uh, Jeff and Django, your long lost. comic shop podcast hosts who have been away across the country for a little while hey everybody i'm I'm jeff i'm Django. normally every week we talk about a bunch of comics that came out buffy boys salty boys yeah we'll get to that we'll talk all about the salt yeah um uh i'm gonna let you all know i'm recording on a not full audio setup because i have not unpacked my audio equipment yet so i'm using my iphone <laughs> setup here um and the reason that that is all happening is because Django and i spent the last week in pittsburgh Django. Ooh, the burge actually that's what the, all those signs there said right the burge the the four of us spent time in pittsburgh you and me and barry and no it was me and you oh. brian garside uh-huh. And the oh, devil yeah, yeah, that yeah. lives inside of you while you sleep. <laughs> He's always trying to get out right when I fall asleep. He goes, Dear, dear listeners, <laughs> dear listeners, I have slept in the same room as Django many times at this point in our fair, fair relationship. <laughs> and um, something has happened to him in the, the most recent years. I don't know if it was COVID <laughs> that did it, but a horrible thing lives inside of him. And as soon as he falls asleep, the demon that lives inside of him tries to get out. And it's like laying next to somebody whose mouth is is the is the gateway between hell and reality. And there are demons <laughs> clawing to get get out with every breath. And sometimes in the dead of the night, when you're the most susceptible to fear, he starts singing. 
like in sleep, <laughs> genuine in sleep humming melodies. And the closest I can get it to <clears throat> is, uh, you know, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> you know, or like a doorbell or something yeah. like it's uh, it's terrifying, bud. I can't believe you never heard that before. You must have. You must be sleeping lighter. I think is what it's got to be. Or I can't just, be me. It's got to be you. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> um, but Django and I spent six nights in a hotel together in Pittsburgh for the yearly podcast feast that is Comics Pro. Uh, last year we brought Brian Garside on while we were doing it. This year we just got to actually hang out in the flesh uh, with Brian Garside, and I would say. Um, we're not going to be talking about comics this week. This is going to be a real short thing, uh, just because Jango and I are going to be keep moving, going to Emerald City. I'm flying to Michigan uh, for a wedding. But I think a great topic here is, you know, what did we learn and what did we love about Comics Pro 2023? And I think one of the first and perhaps most profound things is that we got to hang out uh, the whole time with a dear listener of this podcast, Brian Garside, someone who has yeah. written in emails, and, you know, is also developing an amazing POS system called Manage Comics alongside us. Um, we've been friends with them over the Internet through email and Zoom calls for a long time. And we got to hang out in the flesh. And I just want to say, Django, you and I have done a lot of things, the two of us in the country, across the world, even. Yep. And we've yep. never, ever so easily incorporated a third person. Uh, as we did with Brian. He Garside. was like our combined, like our shared Quato. Yeah. He was just he was, part of us. Yeah. 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 He was like our favorite Quapo. Quapo. <laughs> um, but I mean, that, that truly like in, in terms of high points for comics pro 2023, for me uh, getting to make a friend with someone that um, I'd only known for two days and felt like I'd known for years. Uh, that was so yep. awesome. So Brian, thank you so much for hanging out with us and having a long hug with me and giving me a long erotic hug back. And uh, that was fucking awesome, man. Brian Garside, cheers. Yeah, I I think one of the one of my favorite things that I learned from him from from the whole thing, but specifically from Brian Garside, is that apparently. You look smaller on Zoom. And he thought you were like some little skater kid and then was flabbergasted that you're nine and a half feet tall in real life. Yeah, well, to be fair, to be fair, um, no one expects me to be nine and a half feet tall. And when I I heard from mo more than one person that I was taller than, the, than they expected. So that was <laughs> that was uh, an interesting thing. I'm a tall boy, I guess. I'm like a I'm like a keystone light tall boy. <clears throat> yeah, you are tall and keystoney. Uh, what was uh, one of your favorite things, Django? Man, I don't know. There's there's so much. I was trying to tell Erica about it, and I ended up just kind of telling separate stories about each thing that happened because trying to do that ridiculous weekend chronologically would be a total disaster. It'd be like a Robert Altman movie where I can't nothing ties together until the very end. I can't remember any sequential series of events. Um, so much yeah. of it is a blur. It's so much of it is a blur I mean, because we travel from the West Coast to the East Coast. We're three hours off, um, which means we're waking up earlier and we feel inclined to stay up later. And the programming, in yeah, fact, in fact, 
the programming at Comics Pro begins at eight o'clock every day. Like they're just like a bunch of BDSM sadists that are like excited to watch <laughs> you tied up in leather. Um, and then there's the programming goes a solid 12 hours a day. And then they just sort yeah. of create these events for you to be able to go and network, which is an incredibly important part. Uh, no surprise to Django or anyone else. The networking portion makes me terribly nervous. Um, I would say this year, finally, it didn't make me quite as nervous. But you're you're going eight o'clock in the morning till Django. What hour of the night do you think we were up to on average? Three, three. I would, but I mean, easily. Well, I don't know. I don't know about both of us. You, <clears throat> yeah, you you were in bed by two some nights before I started snoring. So I don't know how what your awake time was, but I don't think I, I don't think I really came back to the room before three once yeah i don't think once. i yeah I it, it was a bunch of late nights i don't think i fell asleep before three a single night and saw four o'clock and four thirty pretty often um yeah. so i'm a mess um django much better at being a machine than i am i am a guy who needs his sleep and they do not allow it i'm just a camel jeff i'm a camel for whatever i need to be a camel you for. are and trust me when i tell you I slept hard after things settled down. Yeah. I haven't super had a chance to yet. Um, as our intro will probably have indicated, my sister in Bellingham here gave birth uh, just a couple hours before recording this. Um, so I've been babysitting my nephew. Uh, just movers and shakers, Django. Movers nice. and shakers. That's what we do. I think one of my favorite ongoing gags of the event was uh, ending up in the elevator with Dinesh oh. from Bad Idea, what, six times in a row times. or something? Yeah, there there was a you know three-hour period where I specifically ended up in an uh, elevator with Dinesh Shamdashani um, probably seven times. And he's the the owner and proprietor and noble leader of Bad Idea. Um, and he was too but it, like, below us. And every time he got in the elevator, somehow I was already in there. He thought you lived there, man. That's a really like, kind of like embarrassing thing. It's like when kids think thing. you live at the at the shop. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of embarrassing for an adult that's older than you to be like, "Oh, you're in the elevator again." Um, listen, motherfucker, you're in the elevator again, too. Dinesh, know, if that's even your real name, who are you? We never flipped it on him for that, but yeah, that, that was a, that was a pretty <laughs> good recurring gag. What's another great thing that happened? Uh, as everyone knows, every, ever as everyone knows, um, at the, Duh, everybody who's paying attention anyway, <laughs> the last night of comics pro, there's always a giant <laughs> auction used to benefit the CBLDF the last couple of years. It has benefited BINK. Do you know what the BINK acronym stands for, Django? Oh, I don't know, but I'll bet I can find out real quick while you tell them about the auction. Well, BINK is or, a... I mean, I could just tell you that it's the Book Industry Charitable Foundation. Yeah, it's the Book Industry Charitable Foundation. It is uh, an incredible organization, I assume a nonprofit, that uh, takes donations and uses that money to benefit people who work <clears throat> at bookstores. Um People who, if a bookstore needs to cover their rent, if an employee needs to cover their rent, if you need therapy from all the crazy shit, if you work at a bookstore and you can't cover feeding your family, all of these things, this amazing woman whose name I don't know, um, make Judy. sure that Judy, her name. 
make sure that you're going to be able to do that stuff. It's incredible. So Django and I donated a handful of stuff this year, um, which was awesome. It's like four items that raised $1,700. Yeah. Which is amazing. And then on top of that, they auctioned off uh, a vintage copy of Captain America with the cover by Jack Kirby. And on the inside, there's an autograph by Jack Kirby and the original flyer for which the store that donated it, it it was a flyer of a Kirby drawn Hulk that has like the dates and times of the signing and as close to an authentication as you can possibly get. But Barry won it folks. Barry bid a lot of money and um, like a champ stood up on a table, maybe in my arms and (laughs) yelled the winning number and went up and he handed the credit card himself to the person and we got that jack kirby signature so if you want to see it if you want to bask in its glory come into the shop ask us about it uh we've got it it's uh we want to find a great way to maybe frame it and hang it in the store or something but um right now it's just inside of like a pulp fiction style suitcase and we open it up and it's right there next to the mile high certificate of authentication and glows it uh yeah yeah and you get rigid i sure i sure get rigid and stiff um but what a cool thing and also like i can't think of a better way to spend a chunk of money than by benefiting uh other bookstores and booksellers and people who need that support so um bink is they bailed us out a couple years ago yep yep the in the pandemic bink was riding high so um that was awesome but that that was a memory i'll always hold in my head when barry thrust my arms into the air and bid an absurd amount of money on a a signature (laughs) that neither you or I would ever spend that money on independently. You know, we're not Barry. No, we're not Barry. That man's got some guts. That man's got some spare money too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Um, I was, I was was really, yeah, I was really pleased with the, we, we did that data discussion uh, with Brian and, and, uh, Stu and a penguin represent a penguin random house representative. And just to see just how many retailers and publishers and distributors came to that and stuck around while we talked to them about the structure of a barcode, um, really was impressive. Like yeah, that, that was, I, I never thought I'd see that many people understand how a barcode works in, you know, all at once. And that's the driest subject matter you can imagine. And mm-hmm. there were several people on the panel, Django, a couple other POS creators, um, and one of the heads of uh, Penguin Random House. And Django just just did the best job of explaining data to people no. in a way that they could understand. No. And also laid a couple jokes that made an entire room of people laugh. Um he oh did. God, he did, did they? fantastic. Yeah, buddy, you made people laugh. I, all in that. I heard was this loud ringing in my ears, like a werewolf was screaming at me. I was so glad I was not up there, and I was also simultaneously so proud of you. And I hope that you know I I did two standing ovations for you during that. Um, oh my God! But, I went uh, deaf and blind for that whole thing, Jeff. I do not do great well in front of a crowd. You did great. I don't Thanks, either. Buddy. Um, but he did <laughs> do great, and. Uh, I'll just mention everyone here listening to this knows me and knows I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pretty shy guy. I'm a guy who's pretty shy. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty confident in like two rooms in the entire world. Outside of that, I'm a pretty shy guy. Um, so a couple of days before the actual presentation happened, um, Django and the people on the panel, were going to have a meeting about preparing for it. 
and it was late at night and I truly don't know what came over me. I truly don't. But I asked Jango, I was like, Jango, is it cool if I come? And Jango was just like, uh, yeah, the, the whole thing will only be better if you come along. And I was like, that's nice. You say things like that. And that's that's a weird thing that you do. Um, and we locked ourselves in this room and had a conversation about trying to prep for data. And somehow the devil got into me or something. Um, but in a, <laughs> in a kind of contentious room, uh, I just kind of took the reins for a minute or two or actually like 60 minutes and got like a, got like college presentation about how we were going to do this thing and organize this whole thing. Um, and as a guy who's pretty insecure, who people who listen to this podcast, you probably know it. And if you don't, you're just not paying attention, but I'm a, I'm a real shy guy. Uh, it was a pretty crazy <laughs> thing for me. Um, and it was the first moment in all of comics pro and probably even running a comic shop that I felt good at something. Uh, so I'm going to use this opportunity to tell Django, thank you, man. You have been saying for years <laughs> that I belong in conversations like that. And you like, yeah. when I was like, can I come to this? You were like, it will only be better if you come. And, uh, I, I just want to encourage everyone listening, find someone who treats you like Django treats me because he's a guy who at some point probably even became jaded about how much encouragement he gives me. But I I truly would not have been able to do that or be in there if I hadn't had the constant support from Django. So truly, buddy, um, the faith that you've demonstrated in me for that kind of thing for as many years as you have means more to me than I can ever say. So truly, uh, no, no, no guys, let him, let him keep going. Just let him keep going. <laughs> I just want to say thanks, buddy. <laughs> that, that, uh, well, you, you've said that fuck same off. thing. You, you earn it and you own it. You said that same thing for years, dude. If you, if you choose to be a part of this, it will benefit everybody. And it takes a lot of years you know, to actually internalize that. So the next morning, I told he woke Brian up and he was like, were... Jeff, how did you even fucking do that? Why did you do that? That was embarrassing. Yeah. No, no, it was, it was exactly the opposite. But like I, Brian and I were talking about it and uh, I was like, yeah, man, Jeff, Jeff didn't know that he was good at that. And Brian was like, he does that the whole time on the podcast. Like Django and Roman are hard to podcast with. And Jeff just <laughs> manages to get me to say something that's not a fart noise and Roman to say something at all. It's amazing. It's, You're good at this. What's amazing is to be 33 years old and only starting to get in touch with things that you're good at. So <laughs> a lot of people feel like if you don't absorb the and maximize your 20s, you're missing out. And I just want to encourage everyone to believe that if you missed your 20s, it's because your 30s are going to be better. So uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm someone who thrives in their 30s. And uh, yeah. it was uh, it, it was it was real good. So, I mean, honestly, that was perhaps the highest point for me. I just get real, real mama bear when it feels like something could happen to Django and knowing that he needed to do this presentation, something inside of me was like, there's no <laughs> way that I can let Django go up there and, and let this thing fail. You know, I just, you know, you've, you've said that a couple of times today. And so I've decided that it's going to be my mission to just keep you in mama bear mode as much as I can. Just, just I'm seem... going to always look, threatened. I'm going to always, it's, it's always going to look like I'm about to fail. Oh, wait, you've been Mama Bear for eight years now, Jeff. So if you just <laughs> sign yourself up for things that are a little bit out of your depth, I'll be like, 
fuck, I need to rise to the level of Django, which is a little <laughs> higher than me as it is to make sure he's safe. Because uh, I don't know, that's 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 good teamwork stuff. So that was really really cool. I'll also yeah, that was that was a really fun bit, dude. That was a that was that'll mean more to me for a long time than you'll ever know, buddy. Um, we got to hang out with Kyle Higgins. Django had to go. Yep. It was that was right before Django's speech, so he did have to dip out like halfway through it. But one thing I'll mention is. Kyle Higgins is an awesome guy. He's writing Radiant Black right now. In the New 52, he wrote Nightwing. Uh, he has written a handful of things. He is humble and Didn't he do kind. some of the Power Rangers? Yeah, he did. And he did most of the Boom Power Rangers from He did from like Shattered Watch. Grid. And, yep, yeah. Yep, yeah, good, good yeah. call. Um, and he's got these amazing, ambitious plans for a big Radiant Black crossover event that's coming up. Like just if you like ARG things like Nine Inch Nails did for year zero and other things like just like, you know, in world podcasts and in world websites. Uh, he's just doing a, something that's really, really cool, really inspiring and incredibly ambitious. Uh, so if you're not reading Radiant Black or reading any of the sort of massive verse, which is an imprint and image uh, books, I would highly encourage it. Uh, he He became somebody I desperately wanted to support uh very quickly at that so um kyle higgins radiant black i just want to plug that massively because he no pun intended uh he's <laughs> a, good one he's a guy worth supporting for a lot of reasons outside of just being a good dude yeah 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 it was um you know i I feel like as exhausting and non-stop as it was it was a success all around we had a really nice dinner with uh some very cool retailers yeah. And Brian Garside. Um, <laughs> you know, lots of hilarious pictures around the around the whole place. Uh, no, no, Brian's not a retailer. He's a really oh, nice dude, but he's not a really nice retailer. I was gonna say you know. he he fall, fell It's not always a dig, Jeff. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. I just now I now I've got uh, like a protective gene in me for Brian Garside as well, because I oh no I just fucking love him. You're going to need to like split like a zygote and send part of you out to protect Brian and part of you stays here to protect me. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> going to have to protect Jeff, but actually you do a pretty good job of that. So, um, okay. So those were some high points and more will come up. I want to give a shout out to Morgan Perry from Skybound mm -hmm. Entertainment, formerly of Boom. Uh, she was not at the previous Comics Pro. She had some health concerns. She's changed companies. But um, an amazing person that inspires me greatly at these comics pro things. If you want to find out about more about Morgan Perry, uh, let us know. She is, I think, the backbone of what a lot has been great about Boom over the years and what I look forward mm -hmm. to with Skybound and moving forward. So for sure. Well, shit, if we're doing shout outs, I got a shout yeah. out to Jessica Wells, who's like the oh. Penguin Random House data boss. Oh, like, oh, I felt bad that I was amazing. using up air that she could be using when we were hanging out because she is smart and quick and does some really amazing stuff for our industry. She chose to be on the comic side of Penguin Random House, and that has been a rocky transition, I think, especially on their side. Yeah. Um, and, and she seems to really love it. And she's very with it and very, very helpful with this stuff. There's so many things that are a part of comic book the entire industry of comic books that are clearly visible like being a writer or being an artist or being a publisher it takes something very special 
to want to dedicate your life to a portion of this industry where you're not going to get recognition and no names on the covers for data managers. Right. And it's so (laughs) fundamentally important to the entire industry. Um, So Jessica Tyne, who is her partner at Penguin Random House, just like two incredibly dedicated people who um, gave a lot of time to make sure that the industry works well. Um, Mm -hmm. I could not could not say enough good things about her. Absolutely. Good point, Django. Who else? Who else to shout out? Or what you're every single person we talk to. Yeah. Every single person we talk to. Like there's not a single there's not a single person there that I wouldn't like to spend another full day hanging out with. It's so humbling to be in that environment because it is just a bunch of people who genuinely care about this industry, not from a financial Mm -hmm. perspective of their own lives. It's tied into that, of course, but the health of comic books and the health of the industry and being aware of the inspiration and the creativity and the goodness that comes from this industry. Uh, It's, it's really humbling to be around that for that many days. And we have not even talked about getting to hang out with the cartoonist kayfabe guys for a minute. Oh yeah. Or Marco and Jen and Katie, like the, the, all the comics pro people put on an amazing event and I, I've talked to a few shops lately. I don't know if we have any shops that listen to our show. If you are, what are you doing with your lives? And um, why aren't you writing but, emails? Uh, yeah, why aren't you writing emails? Why aren't you doing, why aren't you sending in voicemails? But anytime somebody asks me, like, why should I join Comics Pro? I say a bunch of words and none of it makes sense. But just to watch them put together this amazing thing that gives us direct contact to the people that we sometimes feel like we're battling against rather than working with mm-hmm. um, and and helping us find that, oh, I actually like all these people that I curse about once a month because they put out a comic that I think is dumb or a barcode that doesn't scan. Like, they didn't mean to do that. That was I'm a mistake. Love... We're not going to do it again on purpose. Yeah, I kind of love them all. Um, I yeah. want to I want to do a shout out of the people you just mentioned. So Marco Devanza, Devanzo, Devanzo, Marco. I don't know, man. Owns owns and runs comic show. Doesn't own it, but he's like the the guy that does it all. Um, the sweetest, kindest person in the entire organization. So sweet. Um, kind of a bigger dude who's very humble only says kind things or just like trying to work clearly doesn't ever want to say anything wrong or act wrong. Django has the best story about him. Django, tell the story. Oh, when I was in the elevator with him, Mm -hmm. Marco just works so hard at these things. Like I've never seen him not relax ever. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's there. Like I got up at 7. AM, which is 4. AM Marco's time. I got up at 7. AM and there, Marco and our time. Yeah. There's Marco already up and looking good and doing his thing. And then like you go to bed at three and there's Marco working on something or other. And, uh, on one of the last couple of days I got in the elevator and Marco who's, who's like taller than Jeff. I think he's, he's just oh, yeah. this, this kind of a tall drink of water. And he goes, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit drunk. And then the elevator doors open and he walked out. And, and like, if he know, had no idea. Yeah, you he's just, just know. Marco, you know? <laughs> if like, he's a guy who's like, 
I'm maybe a tiny bit buzzed and I feel like I need to apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a little bit drunk. <laughs> it's just like to see a giant mountain of a man apologize for being a tiny bit intoxicated is maybe one of the cutest uh, things I've ever heard in my life. Or maybe he's blitzed the whole time and we Who don't knows? even know it. There's no way to know. <laughs> uh, I want to do a shout out for uh, Katie Pride. What's Katie's shop's name in yeah. Portland? Books with pictures. Books it's with pictures. like Eisner Award winning shop. Yeah. An amazing woman who runs an incredible shop, is incredibly kind, incredibly detail oriented, and humble, and will just, you know, you get the feeling or when you're around her that she's taking you under your wing a little bit. Um, just could not mm. support her store is amazing. We were there just a couple months ago. Books with pictures in Portland. Go check it out. Definitely a top three store. Um, an amazing person, inspiring to be around. And uh I'm really grateful for the interactions that I have with her. And then also Jen Haynes from the Dragon in Canada. Um, she is the president of Comics Pro and super badass. And I think does a lot of work behind the scenes that she's not allowed to tell people about, which makes it kind of kind of interesting to to think about how much stuff Comics Pro gets done for comic book retailers and readers that, you know, wouldn't have gotten done if if Comics Pro hadn't been in there kind of pulling some strings and, and making some pulling making some, some strings, pulling please. some hair. Yeah. Just like, yeah, just like, hey, you gotta you got to do this thing for us because we have a couple hundred stores that are begging for it. It's like looking at the, re, you know, like looking at lunar distribution and saying, I'm a tug on your pubes. That's right. That's right. Watch out, lunar. I'm tug, a tug. tug. Um, <laughs> I do want to say we got to hang out at a round table with the cartoonist kayfabe guys for a minute. Um, if you're listening to this and you don't know who they are, it's Ed Piscor and Jim Rugg and sometimes Tom Scioli. And they are, I think, some of the most like healthy. That's a weird word to use. Some of some of the like, but truly <laughs> like they are so healthy. No, I'm just kidding. They're not, but they maybe are. But um, but they inject an amount of fandom and enthusiasm for the comics industry that is some of the most healthy stuff I've ever seen in my 10 yeah. years of comic shop shop retailing. And uh, we got to talk to those guys and just tell them how much we adore them and that was amazing. And just a big plug right here. If you're not, not going onto YouTube uh, to check out cartoonist kayfabe and you're listening to this, you should look at that. Cause you'll really, really dig it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could probably go down this list. We could give you a three day rundown of our visit in real time. Um, but suffice to say, we had a lot of fun and learned a lot of things and, and talked to a lot of very interesting people. There's one thing we have to bring up, though, which was alluded to earlier on, which is the amount is of salt that people take in. Oh, in yeah. Pittsburgh. And Django, can you crack it open? <sighs> for Bud? They put French fries on their salads. They put French fries on their sandwiches. They just put salt in their bolognese. Like, I, I'm still trying to rehydrate from that trip. And it's not just the drinks that we had. It, it, like, I could not get enough water to get the salt out of my tongue. Pittsburgh, you got to do something. My cats are banging on my door. Um, they want to be a part of this conversation. Oh, <laughs> oh no, bears just came in. I think it might be the bears. Um, yeah, it's it's an incredible town. The architecture is amazing. But like, good Lord, you guys, what is going on with the French fries and everything? There's so much salt in everything. Salt. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But like Jingo said, we could go on and on about how incredible this event is and, and the people that are involved. But uh, we just are incredibly humbled to be a part of it and um, and grateful that our listeners are going to put up with this short episode because we're, we were gone, incredibly sleep deprived and hung over every single day. But uh, <laughs> I can't I literally cannot wait till we do it again next year. Yeah. Yeah, so you're going to go do, do it tomorrow morning in uh, at Emerald City. You're going to do a little mini version. I'm going to just do that. the lunar presentation part, and then the next day I'm going to do a very early sleep deprived flight to Michigan. So, um, so listen, don't expect us on the next episode of Comics Place Presents, but do expect a new episode of Comics Place Presents because we got something up our sleeves. It's Assistant Broadcasters Month here. Django's at- favorite bit. Comics sure. Place presents at least one of his favorite bits. Um, but until then, uh, enjoy next week's episode. And after that, we'll see you. And we can't wait to talk to you about all the comics that came out. There was some awesome ones last week. There were some even better ones this week. But uh, yeah, if you want to talk to us more about Comics Pro, just show up at the Comics Place. We'll be there. And we would love to talk about it because it meant a lot to us. So until next time, we will see you and Django. Thanks for a wonderful trip. That was a blast, buddy. Um, that was good. Even you, you for a wonderful trip. Devil that lives inside of you. Um, well, listen, that was so I had a vendor badge. That was the retailer trying to get out of me. What the get fuck his time. happened to you in the last year and a half? Like, it's damn. These jowls, man. It's like all this extra skin around my neck. The pandemic was not kind to you, I guess, is all I can say. All right, guys. See you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>